0: Hey, pals, it's Stephanie. Welcome back to the Keto Success Podcast, a show dedicated to doing the deeper work on your keto journey. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, pals, welcome back to another episode of the Keto Success Podcast. First things first, I want to say a huge thank you to each and every one of you who has supported this podcast, downloaded, subscribed, shared with friends or family members. I'm really just super proud of this little community we've created, and this platform has given me so much purpose. The Keto Success Podcast actually just turned one year old last week, and I am just over the moon, in shock, and just cannot get over the fact that... In one year, we have been able to accomplish 30,000 downloads of the podcast in 52 episodes. So I really just want to start this episode off by saying the hugest thank you to you for listening, for all of your support, for all of your comments, questions in my inbox, DMs over on Instagram. It means the absolute world to me. This platform has given me so much purpose and really given me space to pour out what's on my heart in hopes that it helps inspire and motivate you in your keto lifestyle. I am really just so proud of what we've all been able to accomplish together. So thank you. You may have noticed a slight shift on the day in which the podcasts are being released. That was... Kind of unintentional. I promised myself when I started this podcast that I would never force myself to record episodes and really just pump it out on a specific day just because it's that day, because I feel like that would really force me into a grip and creating content. And I feel like I wouldn't be able to pour out as intentionally or with my intuitive guidance for each episode, like I don't have a script (laughs) when I when I record these episodes, it is literally being channeled through me through my heart through my mind. And it really, I just always hope that it lands in you. But with that being said, over the Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving holiday with all of the noise on social media with Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday deals and all of that, I just wanted to take a little break from the podcast and not really force myself to try and shout louder than anybody else across social media. So, we may be a few days late. I used to record and release the podcast Wednesdays or Thursdays. Today is a Monday. I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter what day it goes out as long as I am able to get an episode out for you every week. That's that is my main priority. But with that being said, Be sure that you have subscribed to the Keto Success Podcast, because that way you will be alerted when the new episodes drop. And if you have a moment, I would really love if you could leave us a review. That really does make a big difference and really helps not only support my show, but also helps get it out to more people so that they are able to learn from everything that we speak into on this show and just help move others forward on their keto journeys. So as a thank you for all of your support this past year, all of the downloads, the likes, the shares, the saves, all across both the podcast platforms and social media, I really am just over the moon and I cannot thank you enough. So I thought it could be fun for today's episode to reach out to some listeners and have any questions, any sticking points, any friction points they may be brushing up against to just pour into answering all of your keto questions. I put a sticker box up on my Instagram at the Keto Success Coach and I had a bunch of questions submitted. So we are going to just dive right in and answer all of the questions submitted from listeners of the show. Let's get started. Okay, so the first question reads, my weight loss has slowed down and I'm starting to feel really frustrated. Any tips? Okay, well, (laughs) I've started with a question that could have so many answers, to be honest. So I'm going to just share as many things as possible. If you are experiencing weight loss that has slowed down or maybe a plateau or a stall Just know that all of these things may not apply to you, but without more information, I I won't know for sure. So I am just gonna lay it all out there, as many things as I can think of, and just pick up whatever feels best for you and leave the rest. First of all, I want to say that I totally see you in this frustration. It can be really challenging and create a lot of internal chaos, when it feels like we are quote unquote, doing everything right, but not getting the physical external results that we want from that. And we really need to remember that our bodies can do remarkable things and that it's really not designed to be in weight loss mode 100% of the time. So just know that slowdowns in our weight loss and stalls and plateaus are all entirely normal. It is a part of the process. Our bodies will always fluctuate in terms of our weight based on a variety of factors, water intake, electrolyte balance, our hormones, if it's that time of the month, if we've had maybe a few too many keto products or we've had something that's higher carb without realizing it, there's so many reasons. and. We just have to understand that if this slowdown or this stall is only has only been maybe like a week or two or three, just stay the course and continue to trust the process, do everything that you're doing, and see what happens. Because technically, a keto weight loss stall or a plateau is considered to be three plus months at the same weight. So if it's only been a little while, don't stress about it. Keep doing everything that you're doing. But there might be some reasons or some ways that we can just tweak this or modify things a little bit, reiterate our plan a little bit to keep you moving forward. The first one is, I'm not sure if you are tracking macros. Maybe if you're not currently tracking macros, that's something we want to do for a little while. It doesn't have to be forever. It can literally just be like a mini re-education or education on what makes up certain foods so that we really ensure that we are staying within our carb allowance, as well as tracking calories. Calories still count on keto. It's not just about carbs. If you are just starting a keto lifestyle, sure, only worry about the carbs for now, but eventually... Calories will play a role, especially because keto friendly foods tend to be more calorie dense foods. We just need to be aware of how much we are consuming. So, if you're not tracking macros, maybe that's something you do for a little bit. If you are tracking macros, we need to make sure that we are readjusting those numbers for every 10 pounds that we've lost. Otherwise, we're just eating at a new maintenance. So, Just continuously adjust your macros based on your current weight, not your starting weight, your current weight for every 10 pounds that you've lost. We need to use this time as an opportunity to get super honest with ourselves. Are we snacking a little bit in between meals or while we're cooking dinner? Are we maybe using too many keto products that have been known to stall weight loss? My general rule that I personally choose and that I guide my clients with is to only use one keto product a day if you're going to use them. You don't have to use them at all if that feels best for you, but sometimes we get in this habit of using a keto product for everything so that we feel like we are just eating a low-carb version of all of these foods we love. And that's amazing. That's what these products really are designed for, to help us adhere to a keto lifestyle more long-term because we don't feel like we're deprived or missing out on some of our favorite foods, but they can stall weight loss and cause digestive upset and a whole bunch of other things if we are using them too often. So personally, I like to use the rule of only having a keto product maybe once a day. So for example, Maybe for lunch, I have a low carb wrap uh, sandwich, and then my dinner will be whole foods like steak and vegetables. And that's a way that I just know that I'm not really relying on these products too much, as well as ensuring that I'm getting more nutrient dense, nutritious foods into my body, into my diet. Like I said before, keto-friendly foods tend to be really satiating and satisfying and higher in fats, but because of that, we do really need to be mindful of certain things that feel really easy to overeat, like nuts or dairy, which are totally keto-friendly, but the calories do add up if we're not being mindful and eating them more intentionally, as well as water intake. We need to be drinking all of the water on our keto lifestyle. It is so important to stay hydrated and we really need to understand our hunger cues. Sometimes hunger and thirst cues get confused and we'll eat a snack when we might actually just need water. So it is vital that we stay super hydrated, drink lots of water. Usually we aim for 0.5 to one gallon of water or three to four liters of water every single day. You can use little tricks like setting timers on your phone or get a really fun water bottle that you just feel like is a vibe to have around so that you're more likely to drink from it. Maybe the ones that have specific lines on it to try and consume that amount of water by a certain amount of time or you could buy a 1 gallon bottle and pour it from that bottle into a cute little Vibe cup so that we know how much water we're consuming every day. It is so important on a keto lifestyle to stay hydrated because when we remove carbs from our diet, we also begin to excrete more water and electrolytes more rapidly. So We just really need to ensure that we're staying hydrated and it really does help decrease in bloating and it might help just move that needle a little further in the direction you want it to. So those are some tangible tips and strategies we might want to try on and see if that helps in terms of the intangible, more spiritual side of this process. We really need to practice being patient, right? The weight didn't go on overnight. We can't expect it to come off overnight. And quite frankly, as someone who has been doing keto for over five years and been a part of the keto community over on Instagram, nothing breaks my heart more than hearing someone say, I'm doing everything right but I'm not getting the results I want. That is essentially saying I'm doing everything right and it's not good enough. I'm not good enough. I must be doing something wrong. And there is so much underlying shame in that. When we are actually doing and actually believe that we are doing everything right, that gets to be enough. And we really need to have trust in this process and focus more on how you are feeling within this keto lifestyle. We need to really practice noticing how we're feeling better, how this lifestyle affords us more energy or mental clarity or our digestion's better or we're sleeping better or our skin's better or our blood sugar numbers are improving or our clothes are fitting better. All while eating foods that are super delicious and super nourishing and don't really feel like we're on a quote unquote diet. Like those are all incredible things to focus on and simply allow the weight loss to be the byproduct of following this lifestyle, really nourishing ourselves, really allowing ourselves to feel good. And if we are giving too much power away to that number on the scale versus really dropping into our body and grounding into the truth of how good this lifestyle makes us feel, it may never feel like enough. We allow this little electronic box on the ground to have so much power and control over us, over our mood, over how we feel about ourselves, over the choices that we make, if it ends up backfiring, that we don't see a number we like, we say, screw it, let's go eat all the things, this isn't working for me. Like, no, we really need to focus on how we feel within this lifestyle and all of the incredible benefits that we get to experience by making these choices. We also have to acknowledge that, as I said earlier, weight loss isn't linear. We can't be in weight loss mode 100% of the time. And just because our mind wants to see a smaller number on that scale, in order to validate our efforts, what if our body knows better? What if our body is sitting there like, hey, we've done a lot of changes lately. I'm really enjoying where we're going with this. But I just need a minute to recalibrate where I'm at right now. This is a lot of change. I'm really happy about it, but I just need a minute. I am in a phase of healing, of recalibrating where we're at, and I promise we'll move forward, but just please give me a minute. Imagine that is what our body is trying to communicate with us when our weight loss slows down. It just needs a minute to normalize where we're at, before it will start releasing weight again. And I just would really love if you practice viewing it through that lens versus the lens of frustration and guilt or that I'm not doing enough or what's wrong with me or any of that. What if we allowed ourselves to view it that our body just needs a moment to heal, to recalibrate, to normalize, And then it'll move again in the direction we want it to because we are allowing that process. We are practicing our patience and we are going to continuously show up for ourselves anyway, regardless, because this is how we feel our best. Okay, next question is, what are your, ugh, I'm too lazy to cook meals, also your favorite keto soups? Okay. Well, honestly, off the bat, I'm going to say I'm not a big soup guy. So for me, it tends to just be homemade bone broth a lot of the time. Super nutritious, super nourishing. I will either include it as part of my lunch or just sip on it as a snack, even full of healthy fats, protein, collagen, and yeah, just such a little nourishing treat to sip away on, Um, or I will order, we have an amazing local Korean restaurant, and they have the best Korean cabbage soup, which has no noodles or anything in it. It's just sliced brisket, bean sprouts, Oriental cabbage in such an earthy, delicious broth. Honestly, for me, in terms of comfort that it brings me, rivals chicken noodle soup. And that, that says a lot. So those essentially are the only two soup options. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm like I said, I'm not a big soup guy. <laughs> As for my Ugg, I'm too lazy to cook meals. Well, Korean soup might be on the menu. I might just do a keto delivery, to be honest. I always make sure I have a solid go-to list of options for that. Um, but I tend to just fall into my usual super simple meals And while I might not be a soup guy, I am absolutely a smoothie gal. I consider myself a little bit of a keto smoothie queen. In fact, I have an entire recipe book of smoothies that I give to my clients. But so keto smoothies, absolutely. Uh, I will do a cheese witch where you take thick deli sliced cheese and use that as the quote unquote bread. For your sandwich, you just stuff it with all of your cucumber, mustard, mayo, smoked turkey, and then the cheese itself acts as the bread. So that's a super low carb, easy, I don't have to cook option. Charcuterie or snack plates are also a big lunch for me around here. I will literally take anything that's in the cupboard or the fridge, sliced veggies, berries, salamis, meat sticks hard-boiled eggs, cheeses, olives, almonds, and I will just put them on a little small plate and arrange them so they look really cute. And there's a quick, easy lunch in a matter of minutes. For dinners, for dinners, I tend to do protein prep every Sunday. So an example of an uh, I'm too lazy to cook meal would include maybe some protein prepped chicken thighs and Again, whatever veggies need to be used up in the fridge. And even within that, say just chicken and veggies, I make sure that we have some keto friendly condiments on hand so that I'm incorporating more variety even within the same meals. So some chicken and veggies, then I could throw on uh, an Asian condiment or pesto or a sugar free barbecue sauce. So, it's almost like the same meal, but because we're switching it up with the condiments, we're adding more variety so that it feels interesting and delicious and not the same thing over and over again. Oh, and I've always operated under this rule where you can take any leftover, slap a fried egg on top, and call it lunch. It's honestly, <laughs> whatever your leftovers are for the night before, just throw them in a frying pan put a fried egg on top, and there you go. Super easy, ugh, I don't want to cook, lunch. (laughs) Or even just egg scrambles in general, if I have some protein prep, like breakfast sausage or bacon done, or if I have leftover steamed vegetables, like I like to simply cook as many things as possible when I'm in the mood to cook, and I make sure I save all the leftovers. Even if it's only a few tablespoons of seared Brussels sprouts or steamed broccoli, I will then use that in an egg scramble with three large eggs, a tablespoon of butter, saute up whatever is leftover in the fridge, meats, veggies, whatever it is, and then throw in some cheese cheddar, feta, blue cheese, whatever I have on hand. And that is also an easy go-to lunch for me. Next question is, what qualifies you to be a coach? Oh, I love this question because there are no regulations around anybody who can call themselves a coach. And that Freaks me out, <laughs> to be honest, because so many people, especially say within the ketoverse, have been successful at keto for themselves and then decide, well, I have been successful. I have some sort of following on social media. So I'm going to call myself a coach and teach other people how to do keto the way I did keto but that does not sit well with me as I have shared in so many episodes we need to figure out what works best for us so if you're hiring a coach who has only gone through following a keto lifestyle for themselves in a particular way they will not know how to hold you and support you and guide you in a way that feels best for you. They're just going to give you the protocols that they used to get to their goal. And there is no one size fits all approach for the actions, the choices, the tangible strategies that we take. And like I shared in a previous episode, more importantly, One that truly aligns with the way in which your mind is wired because our brain is the most important tool we have for success within a keto lifestyle because we need to be paying attention to how we're thinking, how we're feeling, the thoughts and storylines that keep coming up, the things that keep derailing us, the things that trigger us again and again and again. Like we need to have... A holistic approach. We need to really take on board mind, body, and soul how we are truly going to feel our best in this world. And tangible protocols of sticking to keto will get you somewhere, maybe if you're able to stick with it long enough, but it doesn't shine a light on all of these other factors that we truly need in order to create an actual keto lifestyle that we feel we can truly do long-term. If it's just going to be a quick fix diet and then you're just going to gain the weight back again, what's the point of doing it at all? We need to really figure out how we can make this keto lifestyle feel sustainable for us. And I find that so many other coaches out there will even shame their clients if they can't stick to the protocol that they assign them perfectly. And that's bullshit. That really upsets me. I have had clients come to me and express to me how different of an experience it is working with me versus previous keto coaches, because I don't judge them for anything that they're moving through. I hold them and support them through it and guide them through it. I don't say you have to follow these exact rules perfectly and that's how you're doing it. And if you don't do it, there must be something wrong with you. Like, absolutely not. But that is so often how other coaches really do approach their work with their clients. And that just doesn't sit right with me, doesn't feel good to me. And I really ensure that I'm collaborating with my clients to help them create A lifestyle that feels best for them because it's true to them. My biggest goal when working with a client is to really heal our relationship with food, heal our relationship with ourselves. And if keto feels like the best way to accomplish that, great. And most people do come to me wanting to accomplish keto weight loss. And that's totally fine. There's absolutely no shame in wanting to lose weight and feel better in our skin and more confident in our bodies. But we need to be doing the deeper work to really heal our relationship with ourselves first and foremost, so that a keto lifestyle even feels doable. And we try that on for a little while, and I'm able to hold them through that and support them through that. But a lot of times it doesn't feel good for them or it feels too restrictive or it brings up so many additional layers that don't really need to be there if we are able to create a lifestyle that feels better for them. That might look like switching to low carb. That might look like doing keto some of the time and maybe doing some paleo some of the time. Or maybe we don't do keto at all. I have genuinely just helped people heal their relationships with food and with themselves above all else. And if we are able to establish a keto lifestyle, great. If that doesn't feel good for them, also totally fine. I am able to just guide them in a way that allows them to create a lifestyle that feels sustainable, feels easeful, feels peaceful within their process because it feels best for them. Wow, that was entirely a rant. I'm not even sure I answered the question. Okay, the question, what how how am I qualified? I actually do have the credentials and the expertise and I have lived through the experience. I have an honors degree in psychology where I specialized in motivations, emotions, and social psychology. I am a registered holistic nutritionist where I graduated top of my class. I am a certified life coach. I am a member of the Standout Coaching Academy. I am also certified in trigger mapping, which is all about bringing these automatic patterns and behaviors and things that trigger us and really shining a light on our unconscious subconscious patterning so that we are able to really understand why it is we struggle within our keto lifestyle so that i'm able to actually create lasting transformation and changes in the lives of my clients so those are sort of the official credentials i would say but In addition to that, I have also lost 40 pounds on a keto lifestyle and have been able to maintain that for over five years now. Okay, the next question is Did you use a blood ketone meter when you started keto or at any point along your journey? The answer to that is no. I had the urine strips at the very start, but. Once you're in ketosis, it, it doesn't really matter. I never thought it was worth the cost to invest in a blood ketone meter. And here's why. If you do not have a pre-existing condition like diabetes, pre-diabetes, where it really is important to make sure you're monitoring the ketones in your blood, I just found it an unnecessary extra expense. If you consistently keep your carb allowance between 20 to 25 gram net carbs or lower, you will end up in ketosis. It will happen. No questions asked. (laughs) It will happen. So I personally just trusted that. And I think there really is a misconception that suddenly having better ketone numbers means that you will lose more weight. And that's absolutely not true. It's in a way with some people I've noticed, just like chasing the number on the scale, it becomes a little bit obsessive. It becomes this belief that if my numbers aren't great, then like I'm not doing well enough. It's similar, like I mentioned before about the scale. So no personally i never used one i didn't feel it was necessary i don't have any pre-existing conditions i started a keto journey simply for weight loss and i was pretty successful at that so for me it didn't feel necessary i wasn't trying to reach any sort of therapeutic zone of ketosis or anything like that i just simply used the free carb manager app and tracked my macros for long enough until I had a good repertoire of keto-friendly meals so that I could just lean on those and ensure that I was staying within my carb allowance for the day and in ketosis. And now that I've been in maintenance for so long, I just don't even worry about ketosis at all, to be honest. I am keto most days, low carb some days, the odd high carb day here and there. And it just this is just my lifestyle. I don't even think about I I eat a keto diet like this is just how I eat. This is just how I show up. These are the foods I choose to eat. And it just really has become second nature to me at this point. So I'm not really interested in even being in ketosis all of the time anymore. But when I was in weight loss mode and really wanted to reach certain goals, I just simply tracked my macros to the best of my ability for as long as that felt good to me. Next question is, thoughts on carnivore? Question mark. Oh boy. Okay, okay. Let me preface this by saying, I want you to find Whatever way of eating allows you to feel your best, that feels truly best for you. I don't judge anybody based on what they're eating. I don't care if you want to be vegan, vegetarian, keto, low carb, carnivore, like paleo or whatever it is. Like it doesn't matter to me. If it feels best for you to live that lifestyle, I am rooting for you all the way. I personally include a lot of carnivore meals in my lifestyle. I mean, they're super simple. I even shared on the last podcast about when I come back after having a high-carb vacation, my body just craves simple proteins and fats. And having a meal like eggs and bacon is delicious and satisfying and totally carnivore and super simple. So I do incorporate carnivore meals within my lifestyle. However, personally, I was taught as a registered holistic nutritionist that in order for our digestion and our digestive system to work at its best, to have regular bowel movements requires water and fiber. Now, there is a ton of research that I'm sure could argue the other direction. I mean, when you really think about it, if you want to go on the internet and find articles or blogs or whatever that validate and confirm your beliefs about something, you'll find it. There will be research out there that says carnivores great and you don't need fiber and you don't need this and you don't whatever. You will also find articles that say Carnivores not great. And you do need fiber and blah, blah, blah. OK, so this really is my opinion. And just know as well, if you have a particular health condition where studies have proven or you feel your best at managing your health condition by living a carnivore lifestyle, amazing. I am so stoked and happy for you. OK, personally, it's not for me. I love my vegetables. I love my leafy greens. I really, I really, as a holistic nutritionist, was taught and it's really stuck with me. And this is how I feel my best when I incorporate meats, fats, but also a lot of low-carb vegetables. That is how I include more variety and more options in my lifestyle and it is also how i feel my best as i shared in a previous episode about our core needs i totally fall into the category of an all or nothing type person a jekyll and hyde where if i feel my meal plan is too rigid or strict it will actually trigger me to rebel against it so i need to include a lot of variety within the foods and the options that I have in order for this to be sustainable for me. And I can't have bowls of ground beef every single day. I can't have only bacon and eggs every day. I just personally can't. I know myself so well that I would find that boring and monotonous and a little sad and it would likely cause me to go reach for foods that i really shouldn't have so personally i like to include lots of low carb veggies in my lifestyle and i know uh, i really just please don't come at me okay this is my opinion (laughs) on how i feel my best i know like oh gosh i just have seen so much in the carnivore space where it it's it's a it could be an aggressive space. People really believe in that lifestyle. And like I said, if that's you, cool, amazing. I'm stoked for you. I'm happy you have found something that works for you. I have also seen so many people try a carnivore lifestyle or will do like a 30-day carnivore challenge and one of the number one things that seems to be an issue is Digestion and bowel movements. It's no joke. Okay. As a holistic nutritionist, I actually used to work at a health food store and we wore these white, like lab coats, while we were at the store. And all of us nutritionists that work there wanted to get our jackets embroidered with the saying, Have you pooped today? It is such an important indicator of health. I mean, really, when you think about it, you are excreting toxins and waste from your body. And if you are eating in a way that doesn't allow you to do that, medical conditions aside, if there are maybe other things going on, that's something to maybe get checked out with a doctor or medical professional. But if you simply are choosing to try and follow a carnivore diet for maybe a month, maybe a week, whatever it is. Maybe you believe if I do carnivore, I'll lose more weight faster. And like, that's really enticing, but it is not worth it at the risk of not having regular bowel movements. Okay. We need to be getting these toxins out. We should be having one to three bowel movements every single day. And that might feel like a lot if you do not regularly do this and maybe this is something we really need to shine a light on. I am so passionate about gut health and it really is something that <laughs> something that is like a weird flex like I have the digestion of a champion. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, TMI, but it's so important because It really is such an indicator of what's going on in our bodies. And studies have actually shown that when people follow a carnivore diet, an animal-based diet, they are missing key components that come from fruits and vegetables that serve to really feed the good bacteria in our gut. Our gut microbiome has such a huge role, not only in our digestion, but in our immune system, in our mental clarity, it is essentially our second brain, right? Like, think about the term, oh, you have this gut instinct. That is your gut genuinely communicating with you and indicating that something's not right. And this isn't just the woo, this is genuinely part of our nervous system it is called our enteric nervous system our gut contains more than 500 million neurons it is the most complex neural network outside of our brain and it's unique in that it can operate independently of our brain and that's why it's often called the second brain while it can't compose poetry or solve equations This network uses the same chemicals and cells as the brain to help us digest and alert to the brain when something is amiss. So, it is so crucial and important to have gut health and digestive health. And the diversity within our gut microbiome really does impact so many other areas of our overall health. It plays a role in insulin signaling, and like I said, this brain-gut connection that really is important to our overall well-being. And if you notice you are following a carnivore lifestyle and are noticing shifts in your digestion, it is something that we should not be ignoring. If you feel your best doing carnivore, amazing. If you notice a little bit of digestive upset while doing carnivore, then you may want to consider taking a high quality pro and prebiotic a blend so that we really are feeding that good bacteria in our gut and ensure that there's a lot of diversity within the gut microbiome. There are a lot of amazing benefits to carnivore. Please don't get me wrong. I know that it's helped so many people with inflammation and every person is different. And like I said before, I was taught as a nutritionist, water and fiber makes your bowels move, makes your guts move, feeds the diversity, the gut microbiome for gut health and all of those incredible benefits. But the research that I have done almost shows that if you're going to follow carnivore and have zero fiber, that initially it might have an effect on your microbiome. But if you stay strict carnivore for four months, five months, six months, there's actually a resurgence. Your body inherently figures out how to reset your gut microbiome. The issue is low fiber. So this is if we're doing carnivore most of the time, but then incorporating veggies here and there. It's almost like you're better off having zero fiber or a moderate amount of fiber in your lifestyle if you want to maintain a healthy gut and have healthy bowel movements. So I, that's my opinion about it. I... <laughs> personally like to include a lot of produce and vegetables in my lifestyle. I have a greens supplement drink every single morning. I swear by this product. It genuinely helps with digestion and therefore helps keep my immune system up and running to its full ability. And yeah, if you just If you notice that you're doing carnivore and are struggling with bowel movements or digestive upset, just know that if you choose carnivore to be your lifestyle, maybe you really lean into it hard and give yourself four to six months of doing it really strict with zero vegetables and perhaps include a really high quality prebiotic, probiotic blend so that we are... Nourishing our gut bacteria as much as possible until it naturally resets and just understands this lifestyle you're creating for yourself. If you want to include vegetables and still have more of an animal based lifestyle, that's cool too. Perhaps maybe you just struggle to digest certain vegetables or We could try making sure that all of our vegetables are steamed or cooked in some sort of way. If you notice that raw vegetables really irritate your stomach or bloat you or make you feel uncomfortable, we could include digestive enzymes if we feel like we're struggling to just absorb the nutrients or digest the nutrients from vegetable matter. We could incorporate collagen every single day, a really good quality collagen supplement that really helps to heal the lining of our gut and the mucosal layer of our gut. Like There are so many ways in which you can live a carnivore lifestyle, but just ensure that you're doing it in a way that makes you feel your best on all levels, not just for the weight loss or inflammation, like our digestion, our gut health is so crucial and it counts just as much. It is so important. There's a lot of different ways we can go about this. But yeah, just know my thoughts on carnivore are if it feels best for you and you are maintaining healthy bowel movements, go for it. If either of those things aren't aligned for you or working out so well for you, then maybe We want to either make some adjustments, rearrange our plan a little bit, include some supplements that could help. And yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Please don't come at me. (laughs) This is my opinion. This is how I live my lifestyle. And like I said, you just need to figure out what feels best for you. And that is a wrap on the Ask Me Anything, answering all your keto questions. Those are all of the questions I had submitted. I really enjoyed this episode. I really loved just connecting with more of you and being able to speak into what's exactly coming up for you, struggles that you're facing, things that you're curious about. And if you liked this episode, please click the Connect with Stephanie button down below in the show notes or DM me over on Instagram. I would like to do these episodes more often or better yet, I would love for you to join us in the PodPals integration sessions. In the last few weeks, within PodPals, we have made a shift to more of an Ask Me Anything spotlight style session. It has been so incredible to show up in a room and simply just allow whatever's coming up for you to be there. Ask Me absolutely anything that you're facing within your keto lifestyle, low-carb lifestyle, carnivore lifestyle, whatever it may be, and receive direct guidance and support to move you forward. If you have ever listened to this podcast and thought, I wish I could just ask her this one question, that is exactly what this room is for. Or I understand what she's saying, but I wonder how she would guide me through this process. That is exactly what this room is for. If you are tired of navigating this keto journey alone or you feel a little lost or overwhelmed with questions or maybe you're running into the same struggles and obstacles again and again and again and you just desire more support and accountability to move you forward, that is what this room is all about. Just like I always say when it comes to our keto lifestyle, we need to be willing to reiterate our plan. And this is something I have been sitting with in regards to PodPals for quite some time now, and we're just having a good time trying it on. It feels a lot more playful. So instead of focusing on one podcast episode and having questions directed from that episode, It is open. You get to show up and ask anything that you want or receive guidance on anything that you might be struggling with or even show up and celebrate the progress you're making and feel really seen and validated and held in that. It is still a safe space You get to step into a judgment-free zone where you can freely share your keto struggles and celebrate all your progress. Our community is built on trust and empathy and understanding. You get access to me where you will receive personalized coaching from someone who's been exactly where you are. Like I said, we've shifted almost more into this spotlight style so you have a chance to shine. Our sessions are designed in a way that allows you to ask any of your burning questions and receive guidance and support to move you forward at a highly accessible rate. It is only $37 a month and there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel anytime. time. If you want to hop in and ask me that one question and receive support and guidance around it, and you want to hop out, totally cool. My feelings will not be hurt. All I care about is ensuring that I am serving as many people as possible in a way that actually helps as many people as possible. Not about Reiterating what I've already said on the podcast, it really is an opportunity for you to share exactly what it is that you're struggling with so that we can move you forward together. We really get to connect with like-minded individuals who are sharing the same experiences that we have and build a supportive network that will uplift you on your keto health and weight loss journey. It really is an opportunity to engage in real time on our live calls, or if you're unable to make the call, or if you just prefer not to show up live, that's totally cool too. You can submit your question in advance and simply catch the replay at your convenience. We have a few pod pals in there who have never been able to make a live call, or maybe they choose not to, but... They love being able to watch the replay whenever it's convenient for them. It's like almost like watching a keto coaching reality show. <laughs> like I love it. I think it's super fascinating, super interesting. It allows us to feel less alone on this journey because we are able to witness ourselves in the experiences of others, and that can have such a profound, powerful impact on on our own journeys for less than the cost of a cup of coffee a day. You receive two live calls per month where we can engage in these discussions in real time. You get to ask your questions and feel connected and supported within this community. Or like I said, simply watch the replays on your own time. You also receive Two healing practices a month as well. You know me, you know this show by now. It's not just about the tangible strategies. You will receive healing practices that can really elevate your keto experience and your overall well-being. It's not just about the physical. We are here for the mental and emotional transformations as well. And within PodPals, You get it all. You get to connect and ask any of your questions, be there live, watch the replays, plus you receive two healing practices that you get to try on for yourself every single month to really help move you forward. Whether you desire a little more accountability and support over the next few weeks with all of the holidays coming up, or if you want to join us in January and really start the year off with a network of support and guidance from me, I will drop the link to join PodPals down in the show notes. Like I said, it's $37 a month, no long-term commitment. You can cancel any time. And I really would just love to see you in there and join us for this Ask Me Anything spotlight-style coaching sessions. It's just a lot more relaxed. You know, bring your electrolytes, come as you are, and come hang with us or you can watch the replay, or you can show up and keep your camera off and do whatever it is you need to be doing, cooking dinner, whatever the case may be. I highly recommend trying it on for yourself if that feels best for you. But until then, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who submitted a question. Thank you to each and every one of you for helping us hit 30k downloads in one year, that really still just absolutely blows my mind. I cannot thank you enough. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it helpful and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening, pal. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend it with me, and I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions or want clarity around anything you heard today, or if you just wanna share what came up for you, check out the show notes and click on Connect with Stephanie. This is directed straight to my inbox where I personally answer every single message and question that comes in. I'm ready to hold space for you and help you move forward on your keto journey. Until then, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.